La música vive y tú también. Un anuncio público presentado por U.S. Department of Transportation, RAD, National Association of Broadcasters y Ad Council. On a gurney, so to speak. Uh, the announcement of Rick Perry. Uh, we've got riots going on in good old jolly England. Uh, so there's a lot to talk about in the political economic front. And I don't know where you want to start, but... Uh, God save the Queen! <laughs> <laughs> well, let's start with the riots in London, then. The riots in London. What an event. Yeah, uh, put course, on your uh, Clash White Man in Hammersmith Palais uh, record. David Cameron was on uh, vacation. Parliament was, too, just like our U.S. Congress. By the way, a bunch of calls for Barack Obama to call Congress back into special session. Baloney. Uh, I would leave those morons. Clearly, they're unwilling to do their constitutional duty as yeah. in a, a, assembling the budget. Well, they they argued for seven months over the debt ceiling, which could have been passed in uh, 10 minutes. And as uh, Lawrence O'Donnell pointed out on MSNBC, the resolution itself could have been changed by just changing five digits in the uh, trillion-dollar uh, figure. Yeah. <laughs> Quite easy. But uh, I, uh, needless to say... Uh, Got a great deal of enjoyment last night watching C-SPAN at midnight because uh, C-SPAN... Oh, British Parliament session. Yeah, they rebroadcast the Wednesday special questions uh, um, session, and this is always a uh, relatively lively um, situation where members of, of Parliament are, are allowed to ask the Prime Minister directly questions about what he's doing or not doing, policy debates, et cetera, et cetera. And I find it far more interesting, by the way, than uh, some of your uh, C-SPAN sessions of congressional testimony. It's probably a lot more revealing and, I would say, uh, demanding as well for those who participate in it. But the uh, London riots uh, were fascinating, and I neglected to bring in a special clipping of some of the people that they have actually arrested and booked. But my favorite person that was arrested, and I'll give him a brain damage award, was an 11-year-old boy that... Stole a wastebasket? Stole a wastebasket. A rubbish bin. 
uh, a waste bin valued at 50 pounds. And I was thinking, what on earth are you thinking? Well, that shows that there's something wrong with the education system in Britain. <laughs> and with the economy, because there's a lot of uh, details emerging that make it look as though this is some sort of a shopping spree. Yeah. Uh, as far as the uh, looting is concerned. Uh, one more enterprising individual stole 20,000 pounds worth of jewelry. That's a more substantial and significant crime than a 50-pound waste bin. Yeah. One wonders if it was some, you know, Transformers movie-related, you know, crap merchandising. Well, maybe he was stealing the bin to, to haul away some loot. Uh, Did it have wheels? <laughs> Another 18-year-old student was fined 150 pounds after admitting the theft of two Burberry T-shirts. Now, lots of speculation as far as uh, how this thing spread so quickly, of course, is, is largely to do with the advances in uh, communications technology. But, uh, you know, the punk rockers, as you say, God save the queen, the punk rockers were, were warning uh, England of this decades ago, as I dare say was Anthony Burgess. There's nothing for these people to do. Yeah. These and are youth with... Uh, austerity measures uh, being thrown in their faces with uh, no future. Of course they're going to riot. Uh, one wonders why it hasn't quite happened here yet. Well, and it might because Indeed. the political situation in Britain, of course, uh, with the uh, coalition government that they have uh, with, with austerity measures heavily in place is fascinating. And watching the debate unfold in which, of course, uh, Various members on the conservative side were uh, talking the usual tough-on-crime law and order. In fact, they wanted to give a brain damage award to a particular member of the conservative party, a fellow named Peter Tapsell, who bore a striking resemblance to Rush Limbaugh, kind of a corpulent, uh, overweight man that looked like he uh, was about to pop, might suffer from gout. <laughs> But uh, he uh, wondered why the Wembley Stadium hadn't been used to, quote, round up the rioters and protesters and looters. Oh, yes. Let's take a page from the South American dictators who rounded up people in stadiums. And well, the thing that was incredible was he actually invoked the Vietnam War analogy, claiming that Nixon back in 71. <laughs> oh, my God. People in the people, the younger members of uh, the... Um, conservative and liberal party that sit in the front row were all sort of temporarily silent gobsmacked i think might be the british expression didn't know what to say he said that they uh, should have been rounded up and put into wembley stadium and wondered why the prime minister had not taken advantage of the facility oh right we live in a democracy right i forgot i yeah. was just uh, uh... But the fascinating thing about this, of course, is we've got uh, kind of a strange confluence of issues here. Social media played a big role. Britain, of course, London in particular, is uh, the most surveilled society. Heavily surveilled. You can't go anywhere in that city without being photographed hundreds of times. And, of course, David Cameron was urging neighbors to rat on their, their fellow neighbors and said people deserve to be nicked, as he put it. Um... We have the budget debate for the police, in which the Labor Department, of course, the Labor Party was criticizing Cameron f about the budget cuts mm -hmm. to the police. Uh, that uh, Fewer uh, bobbies on the beat. Yep. So it was a very lively and interesting debate about all sorts of issues that, of course, uh, we see here in the United States all the time.
And, of course, uh, the police were actually urged to stand down, apparently, in some jurisdictions. So the conservatives... Well, the original impetus for the riots, of course, was a fatal shooting Mm -hmm. of uh, youth by a policeman, I think, sometime last week. Uh, And then, of course, the police department itself uh, is uh, in turmoil because of the recent resignation of the head of Scotland Yard because of his... Murdoch connections. Yeah, and more arrests in that uh, realm of uh, special investigations. Uh, Cameron, of course, took the opportunity to talk about our broken society and how we can't talk about rights. We must talk about responsibilities. So it was a very fascinating socioeconomic political debate uh, that... uh, Unfortunately, in these situations, uh, the the focus on crime, and I I forget what the vote in the British Parliament was to approve Britain going to war in Iraq, but it was uh, a staggering, uh, almost similar to the United States, in which probably 80% of the Parliament voted in favor of Britain's participation in the war there. And one wonders if the, uh, the ruling elite of Great Britain has taken into consideration um, the crime involved in the Iraq war and the chaos that that's created in that society, the dislocation of millions of people, hundreds of thousands of people dead. And uh, George Bush, uh, as uh, in the last year of his office, of course, defended uh, the Iraq war, saying that the costs were necessary. Uh, back in 2008, the... Uh, War at that point, the Iraq War alone had killed uh, in, uh, almost uh, 4,000 members of the United States military, costing over $500 billion. And of course, Joseph Stieglitz and Linda Balms of Harvard University, public finance expert Linda Balms, have estimated that the ultimate cost of the Iraq War will be $3 trillion to the yeah, American taxpayer point out the convenience of his past tense there the costs were necessary as though they weren't continuing to mount even when he uttered those words yeah oh it's a done deal the costs were necessary it's all good and by the way for the record uh, barack obama while uh, has been disappointed in some areas uh, factually has withdrawn almost two-thirds of the troops from iraq unfortunately many were redeployed to afghanistan but uh, events today in iraq demonstrate that uh Something is amiss. And, of course, the uh, so-called spark for these uh, bombings in Iraq today were apparently uh, negotiations uh, that the Maliki government is uh, conducting regarding uh, the United States staying past the end of this year in which most of the troops are scheduled for withdrawal. So uh, law and order is back in the news. Well, yeah, and just to comment briefly on the uh, ambiguity of the uh, Mubarak trial, um, as we've noted before, it's uh, more like a coup because the military still runs the uh, the government there. And uh, although it was refreshing to see the U.S. Uh, back, remember when Carter uh, was in that awkward spot where the Shah was run out of Iran by mm-hmm. the uh, revolution there, and uh, he expected to be welcomed? That doesn't happen anymore. We don't welcome our uh, friendly dictators uh, into the country, and so uh, there wasn't even a, an appearance of that possibility for Mubarak, although he 
was a major part of the United States Middle East approach for uh, decades. Uh, he will stand uh, trial, as will, of course, his sons, apparently. But um, the hundreds and hundreds of uh, protesters who were killed were killed by security forces, the military. Mm -hmm. uh, w to what extent will the military be held responsible? And uh, to what extent are they sort of conveniently uh, utilizing the Mubarak trial to shield further scrutiny from their own uh, responsibility in the uh, numerous deaths? Time will tell. Tim Pawlenty has resigned or uh, retired from the Republican nomination while Rick Perry gets in. Um, fascinating to note that Michelle Bachman won the Iowa straw poll, which I thought got an uh, inordinate amount of uh, coverage. A uh, couple of comments about the Iowa situation. Let's give out a brain damage award to, to Mitt Romney uh, while appearing at the Iowa State Fair. Uh, he assured the public that corporations are people. Uh, that, of course... Uh, he has photos of himself with with one. <laughs> Hi, here's me and my favorite corporate people person. Well, he actually does appear to be a corporation posing as a person. Indeed. Because he's got all kinds of uh, problems now that uh, Perry has entered the race. Uh, Ron Paul finished second. That's uh, interesting to me, all but ignored uh, by the media. But uh, he strikes me as the cranky old uncle of the Republican Party that will remain in the race because he's got a minimal amount of support. He has sort of uh, crazy Tea Party ideas about economics that I think he's uh, all mixed up about. But he does urge uh, the uh, scaling back of the American empire, which I agree with. And of course, he's got a lot of fanatics uh, on the marijuana issue that uh, are on his side. But I'd like to note in the uh, fascinating numbers of the straw poll I, I don't know what the i don't know whether you gather pieces of straw to to vote or what that's all about but it's interesting that jeff zeleny rep, uh, re reported um in the coverage of the uh, iowa straw poll that it actually costs 35 dollars to vote so the numbers here are minimal uh to give you an highly suspect, yeah, quite frankly. To give you an idea, a U University of Michigan football game has probably got 100,000 adults. That is, seems like it's uh, about 80,000 to 70,000 more than voted in the Iowa straw poll in Ames, Iowa. So uh, I think Newt Gingrich won the distinction of finishing last. 2.3%. And, you know, I, I'm curious how many actual... Votes were cast in this. Um, Michelle Bachman won with 29%. Newt Gingrich uh, just barely making it under the board with 2.3, as I noted. Um, the interesting one is that uh, uh, Rick Perry uh, got 718 write-in votes, uh, and Mitt Romney received 567, even though his name was actually officially on the ballot. Yeah. And, of course, Romney knew that he would not do well, so he uh, made it pr a prompt exit after the debate. Uh, the debate itself I didn't actually see. I saw some excerpts while watching a baseball game. Uh, but what I found most troubling was, uh, and I think this uh, underscores why Paul Enti, uh 
ultimately couldn't gain any traction. He f- refused in the first debate to go after Romney. In this debate, he decided to go after Bachman for reasons that are unclear. Um, but when the candidates were asked at one point about uh, whether or not they would accept a deal involving um, spending cuts 10 to 1 over tax increases, uh, they all raised their hands. And Pawlenty's hand was funny. He had it kind of halfway for a little while, and then he kind of looked around and then <laughs> raised it. So he was a little indecisive. Very disappointing to hear all the candidates uh, take that position, a position that they may end up regretting. Because it's just not realistic. It What it proves over and over is that the Republican concern about the deficit is completely phony. Um, they are religiously joined at the hips to the Reaganomics uh, concept of tax cuts, and there is not any evidence uh, yet in 30 years that tax cuts create jobs. And on that note... They create deficits. Indeed. And redistribute wealth upward. Upwards. And uh, Rick Perry, I'm uh, reading now excerpts from Sheila McNulty's piece in the uh, this morning's Financial Times. Rick Perry, quote, boasts of adding more than... One million net jobs during his decade in office, adding more than 40% of all new jobs in the U.S. since June 2009. However, uh, unemployment in the state is still 8.2%, which puts it 26th in the nation. And Texas ties with Mississippi in leading the U.S. in minimum wage jobs. Mm -hmm. So this vast number of jobs, which Rick Perry chest thumps about creating, Uh, None of these are premium quality jobs, folks. Uh, Texas has more people without health insurance than any other U.S. state. 17.1% of the population of Texas is living below the poverty level, and the budget cuts cuts that Perry has overseen this past legislative session will aggravate those conditions. So he looks good on paper, but he smells a little funny. Yeah, and what's interesting is that federal uh, spending cuts could affect Texas much more than he realizes. Also, one wonders how many people in Texas are uh, digging for water. Uh, It's interesting that Rick Perry would uh, depart the scene when uh, Texas is going through the worst drought uh, since the Dust Bowl, uh, with no end in sight. Um, And Paul Krugman, by the way, has a very good piece in today's New York Times about the Texas unmiracle as he puts it um he notes by the way that most of the job creation was the result of uh stealing jobs from other states and he notes that of course uh, regarding the population growth in texas that it's mainly consisted of illegal immigrants um seniors uh moving there for uh no income tax Mm -hmm. and quote warm weather and uh a fact check I heard today late on NPR noted that the uh, the growth of jobs in Texas was mainly during Perry's pre- uh, uh, governorship, because he is still governor, uh, were mainly in the public sector. Uh, they had to hire more teachers to accommodate the school system. Which is among the nation's worst. Which is among the nation's worst. And, of course, they just solved their $15 billion budget problems by cutting uh, money to the schools. So uh, Perry uh, may not uh, uh, be the uh, the Fred Thompson 
of the 2012 uh, presidential election because you'll remember he got right. into the race late. Everyone thought he would be the savior, and then he uh, fizzled. But what's striking to me about the dynamics of the Republican nomination thus far is it does strike me as a four-person race at this point. I think that Herman Cain, uh, in spite of being a rather good gospel singer, he entertained the fairgoers in Iowa with his gospel singing. Um, Newt Gingrich and Rick Santorectum are uh, soon going to follow Pawlenty for the exits. Ron Paul is in the race, and he will be the... Uh, the skunk that they don't want to talk about. Yeah. But uh, obviously Romney, Perry, and Bachman, who uh, has her own problems uh, with hypocrisy regarding all of the investigations into how much money she's taken from the federal government uh, for her various projects. And I find it strange that she continues to extol her virtues of creating jobs because her and her husband um, created this uh, clinic <laughs> for uh, gay gay conversion or whatever they oh, call right. it. Oh, right, yeah. What? A bizarre. dubious uh, enterprise, if ever there was one. And when she took money from the government uh, to accommodate her job creation, uh, this, of course, is one of the great continuing lies of which the Republican Party continue to get away with. It's interesting to note, by the way, when you look at the actual economic growth statistics, they continue to assert, for instance, that the stimulus package did not work. The growth statistics uh, show just the opposite, that it was actually the second quarter of, two th of uh, 2009 when the economy uh, ended its recession, so to speak. Uh, by no means, of course, are we in any robust economic development. And I should quickly add, by the way, after the seesaw seesawing of the stock market last week, mm. But I did make one minor mistake last week. I said at one point that uh, Procter & Gamble and uh, Newmont were the only two companies in the S&P that were up for the day last Monday. That was a uh, story that I saw around 2 o'clock. At the end of the day, all 500 stocks were down. Oh. There were no stocks up. Now, there were, were some uh, vacillations in the stock market all week. Um, there was a rally today. Um, but it strikes me that a lot of America's uh, economic problems are, um, there are structural problems that need to be fixed, but I continue to be very uh, troubled by the, the idea that we're going to uh, spend to cut our way out of this economic problem, and we need to do just the opposite. We need to have some short-term stimulus, which, by the way, did work. This is another assertion that the Republicans are simply wrong and dishonest about. Um, it's well known that the um, <clears throat> stimulus package that was passed uh, in uh, April of 2009 uh, with virtually no Republican votes, in fact, that was one of the reasons Arlen Specter switched parties, mm -hmm. um, is that uh, back in uh, 2009, 48 states of the nation's 50 uh, had struggled that year to balance their budgets, and federal stimulus money was used to... Uh, balance many of the state budgets. Um, as one expert noted from the Center on Priority, on Budget and Policy Priorities, and I'm quoting here from a Nation magazine article from August 17th through 24th of 2009, uh, without 
the stimulus money from Washington, things would have simply shut down in a lot of states. That was temporary relief. That was one-third of the stimulus money. And uh, unfortunately, I agree with Paul Krugman, the stimulus was not big enough. China, uh, which of course has a centralized economic uh, system, uh, had twice the stimulus uh, that America did back in that year. And um, them's the facts. And we can get into more facts about the, uh, you know, when this economic downturn started, what was responsible for it. But I've dug up some old clippings showing that uh, there seems to be quite a bit of amnesia going on in the uh, Republican Party and in a good uh, deal of the media about these economic problems that our country is going through. I'll mention quickly here, too, uh, that the September 2011 uh, Harper's Magazine has made its way to my uh, mailbox. Uh, It features a short essay by George McGovern that I really strongly recommend to listeners. It's called A Letter to Barack Obama. It's the front piece uh, essay, which used to be uh, written by uh, longstanding editor Lewis Lapham for a number of years. But this is a very simple piece. It's a... Six-point proposal to the president on uh, what direction the country should take. It's the most sane and rational and humane uh, comment on the entire uh, financial debacle our country has been uh, body slammed into that I have yet to read. Um, One of his major points is that uh, a fraud was perpetrated when the War Department was renamed the Defense Department. We've talked about this numerous Mm -hmm. times. It's a sort of a turning point in our nation's history, a watershed moment, if you will. Uh, politically speaking, any any uh, legislator who wished to cut military spending uh, had to do so in the semantical footsie game of cutting defense, which, of course, is uh, political suicide. Who wants to cut defense spending? When, in point of fact, since World War II, our military has grown grotesque grotesquely and, and tumor like uh with very few serious incredible threats actually facing our nation um mcgovern argues that what really uh, needs to happen is a reappraisal a redefinition of the term defense mm-hmm. that the defense spending for the united states should include and factor in what is the health of our nation what is the level of education uh, attainable by the the people of our nation what is the strength uh, of our infrastructure uh, things that we've talked about numerous times here on the program uh, but that don't ever seem to work their way into uh, Republican concerns about uh, where it's appropriate to spend money finally he uh, adds that uh, Bush's tax cuts uh, this is McGovern's uh, text here. For those with higher income should not only be repealed, but reversed. Uh, with an increase in taxes for this bracket, the increased revenues could be used to reduce the national debt, which, of course, has grown because of tax cuts. Because of the structural tax cuts that have been put into place. Uh, for the record, by the way, the wars in Afghanistan, according to the Harper's Index from uh, about a year ago, a little, uh, well... October of uh, 2010, uh, note that the uh, percentage of this year's federal budget deficit attributable to the Bush-era tax cuts and the wars in Iraq and Afghanistan, 38%. That's just those two components of Bush's policies. 
Uh, that was last year's yep. budget deficit that they're trying to attribute to Barack Obama. Uh, this is a misplaced uh, nonsense. George McGovern, of course, one one of the great Americans, uh, not uh, elected president. Um, that could have been a turning point in American history. Boy, that's for sure. Because he called for an immediate end to the Vietnam War in 1972 and a uh, significant uh, downgrade of the defense budget at the time. I'd also like to culturally commend George McGovern for his involvement uh, both with Hunter S. Thompson and the uh, life of Hunter S. Thompson. Uh, very uh, interesting comments that he made in the uh, uh, documentary that um, called Gonzo um, about Hunter S. Thompson. Uh, he delivered the eulogy at Hunter S. Thompson's funeral ceremony in which he had his ashes shot into the... Uh, Out of a cannon? Yeah, to the Rocky Mountain Hills. <laughs> and he has a number of very uh, charming and amusing anecdotes about that that I won't go into. But also, I caught uh, just a bit of this the other day, a very underrated documentary called The U.S. versus John Lennon. Oh, right, yeah. And George McGovern appears in that uh, documentary as well as an expert spokesperson about the... Uh, the war uh, that the Nixon administration perpetrated against John Lennon for opposing the Vietnam War. Well, and really just the entire bag of dirty tricks that the Nixon administration used against not just cultural figures like John Lennon, but McGovern's, uh, you know, uh, political uh, campaign. Yeah, uh, they broke into yeah, the offices of Larry <laughs> O'Brien, his campaign manager, in one of the strangest uh, examples of paranoia. Uh, yet uh, known to man. Indeed. This is, uh, yeah, p uh, pick up this, uh, if you see it on the newsstand, the September 2011 Harper's Magazine. But it's certainly about the priorities of government. Right. Uh, government makes uh, many mistakes, but it also does great things uh, that people overlook. Uh, recently, there was an enormous debate, by the way, in our country about the FAA uh, mm -hmm. regarding the rural um, subsidies that... that that frankly are subsidizing uh, rural airports around the country at an enormous cost to taxpayers. This, by the way, was another example of kicking the can down the road. The uh, super uh, committee has now been appointed by the uh, leaders of Congress, and it's interesting to me that two members of the Michigan delegation were two of the three House of Representatives people picked um, for the, uh, the House representation on the Republican side. Uh, neither one, in my opinion, is a, quote, Tea Party person. Uh, Fred Upton and Dave uh, Camp, who is the budget chairman. This is an example of Michigan actually having an interesting sliver of power in the House of Representatives. And uh, I would look for one of those two to possibly break ranks uh, for some sensible budget reform hmm. that uh, is too complicated to go into now. But... Uh, it's strange that he did pick two members from Michigan. Very strange. Uh, two of the three members. Yeah, that's about all the time we have uh, this week. We'd like to thank Andrew for engineering. We are out of time. Uh, do stay tuned. Uh, Yazoo City Calling is coming up next right here on this fine station, WCBN, FM, and Arbor.